Let's go geocaching. <laughs> this is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Hey everybody, it's that time again. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast. Now I just had dental surgery, so I'm sounding weird. I can't help it. All right, uh, this is episode number 93 and today we're going to talk about all things Mingo with our friend Ryan Simmel. So let's get Ryan on the podcast. Hang on one second. There he is. Hey, Ryan. Well, hello. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I am doing great. Doing great. Well, thanks for uh, getting with us. I, every time I think of Mingo, I think of you. I don't know if that's right or not. but uh, I am not the owner, but... Um... I work closely with him, I guess we could say. Okay. That sounds good. Hey, do you think he would ever come on the podcast and wear a bag over his head? <laughs> the bag on the head may work, but... Um, yeah. So, he's very uh, quiet and likes to say to himself. So, I I have never actually met him in person. We've always communicated via telephone and messages, so... Okay. Well, we'll keep that in mind. I'm happy not to have his face on the podcast. He can be a silhouette. It'll be awesome. With well, protection program. Absolutely. Yeah, he's got to be pretty famous and trying not to be, I guess. Uh, okay, let's talk about Mingo. It's one of my favorite boring geocaches. <laughs> right? I, I love the location, and it definitely uh, hits, hits close to my heart, so... Yeah, close to my heart, too. I, I think I've said it on the podcast a few times. The I drove right past it two or three times before I ever realized it was there or what it was. And then when I pulled up, I went, wow, that's it? But it was kind of a monumental day. And then the best event I've ever been to, Mingo Madness, and you were the host. I was one of, one of the many on the committee, but yes, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, of course, the whole COVID had a little bit to say about it, but I think it turned out wonderful, and we're looking at looking forward to doing it again, twenty twenty five. Okay. Every five well, years, what we're looking at. All right. Well, that sounds exciting. I had such a good time, and that still is the record for the most caches I've ever gotten in one day. I think it was two sixty two, but I'm not sure. It was a lot. Two twenty six. It was a bunch. I know the geo art by itself was a bunch. Yeah, exactly. That was a fun one to put out um, with the actual holders holding all of the preforms. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I like those. Yeah, those were great. So talk a little bit. Just let's have some history and some info about Mingo, whatever you can come up with. Um, well, as everybody knows, this is because, of course, you get new people watch the episode every week. So. For those who've never known what we're, what we're even talking about, Mingo is GC30. It's the oldest active geocache in the world. I know it was asked a little while back, why is it GC30 when there are other caches 
that are have a lower GC number. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason was when geocaching.com started, what they did was they started in Washington numbering the active, because there were 57 active geocaches when geocaching.com started. Uh, so they went from Washington and then the surrounding states, and then they went alphabetical order. Okay. So with Mingo being in Western Kansas, there are states such as the one in uh, Michigan and the one in Georgia who have a lower GC code, but uh, it is the oldest active one in the world. Uh, but recently it made a little more news uh, in the geocaching world. Um, in its many trials and tribulations, um, it we've had another one happen. So somebody decided that they love the geocache so much they took the container. And um, this time was a little bit different because in 2020, like we're talking about Mingo Madness, uh, we actually had a plaque placed um, as a tribute plaque for the ge uh, geocache being the oldest in the world oldest active in the world so but this time when they took the geocache they decided um they didn't just like the container they also liked the big plaque talking about it so we have a wanted poster out for somebody uh anybody who knows who took it uh has it on their mantle wherever it is uh, we would love to have it back but we are working other methods so and we can yeah i mean somebody stole mingo how awful what kind of creep What's that? I wonder. It's, well, like I said, it's not the first time it's happened. Um, mm -hmm. I've been involved helping the CO for a while. Um, I've known people who've assisted him before and replacing the container. So as we know, the original container was actually a container for a piece of military gear. It, was, it used to be a, a parachute container. It used to hold a parachute. Well, even if you go to all the surplus stores, you can't find them anymore. So right around um, 14 or so, Geowoodstock 14, I want to say that was 2016 for the year, is when it was introduced as the white PVC container that many, 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 many people know. Mm -hmm. so, um, so the person took that container Thankfully, I left the logbook and somebody put a peanut butter container there uh, to hold that logbook. But by the time you're, uh, everybody's listening to this, there will be another white uh, PVC Mingo container, like many people know, will be there in, uh, in its little hidey hole and ready to be found. Okay. Yeah, I found that original... Um container i didn't i never knew what it was it was different yep it, it was interesting well i'm i'm so sad about it even though it wasn't the original container it's still really sad but the plaque i got to see that and that was really nice yes um so when we were, when we were all the committee was planning mingo madness the 20th anniversary of the cash we were all excited and the idea came up. Let's do something that's never been done before. Well, let's do something for that cash that hasn't been done. So we decided to do the plaques. And what many people don't know is when you read the plaque, 
it said it was placed the first week of May of 2020. Uh, as everybody knows, uh, COVID was around during that time, and we canceled the event, but the plaque was still placed. There was a small entourage of individuals that went out there um, and assisted getting that plaque actually installed on that date of May of 2020. Nice. nice. Um, unfortunately, uh, we were a small committee and we were working on a tight budget. And that actually hurt us a little bit because for those of you who've seen the pictures of the virtual cache that is at the plaque, uh, is where you can see um, the plaque being stolen. Well, not being stolen, but the remnants of where the plaque was. I, I feel that the fact that we went on a budget uh, is one of the reasons they were able to acquire the plaque as easily as they did, because it looks like they ripped it off the front. Um, one of the things a lot of people are talking about is the possibility of somebody stole it for metals, uh, thinking that they stole it so they could take it in and turn it in for metal. Well, the joke's on them because that one was actually not bronze. Okay. So, um, and that's, that's why I think the plaque was as easily stolen as it was. So there are, the committee has been talking again because even though we're not planning the mega event, we still talk. And as we know, there is a virtual geocache there. So we want that plaque back so people can go find the uh, virtual still and get some information. We do have a temporary fix that should be in place possibly now uh, as people are listening to this podcast. But probably definitely by the end of uh, end of July, it will be in place. Okay. Uh, we're also working on, because we're trying to get quotes for an actual bronze plaque uh, to make it a little bit harder for people to steal and professionally installed. Uh, so it's not just us and Kansas Department of Transportation out there screwing it to the metal poles and stuff like that. There's going to be... Right. Uh, professionals involved so we're getting some quotes and the price is probably going to be a lot more than it was last time so we are looking at probably starting some type of crowdfunding that will launch once we have all the quotes in and which one we're going with there will be a crowdfunding because there's been many geocachers out there because as you know just as well as i do this community is wonderful and a lot of people want to help. Yeah. Uh, so we're just a small group of people. Uh, I know I don't have unlimited funds. <laughs> I wish I did. Um, and nobody in the committee does. And I don't know very many geocachers that do. So we're going to reach out to everybody and try to get everybody together to help replace the actual plaque. Well, and we're okay. talking about doing an event as well when we do get it place okay just a small event well let me know when, when we're going to do that and we'll see if we can't get some funds from our listeners i'll tell you what i'll donate 500 dollars towards that oh wow so put me down for that and uh, or the podcast down for that however you want to look at it and maybe that'll help seed the uh beginning i know it's going to be expensive 
Yes, it's definitely going to be expensive. We're also looking at, uh, because we did talk to local law enforcement when that was stolen. The problem is, is for those who've been out to Mingo, there's not much there. Uh, now, there is a webcam on the interstate. I-70 does have a webcam right there at that exit, but it okay. doesn't cover far enough over. So we are looking at security uh, for it also. So we will have a continuous fees and the installation of that security method. So there are a couple options out there. I do have a local person that I know that runs a security firm. Uh, and they do a lot of businesses and stuff like that. So we've been discussing how to, one, keep an eye on the plaque and the cash. And also, um, uh, I don't know if I want to say it, but possibly even track the geocache itself. Yeah, we don't have to tell everything. <laughs> so, so we'll catch the next person if they try it again. Exactly. Exactly. So 2025, that's not that far. It is not. <laughs> what do you think? Well, first of all, like you said, there are people that have never been, have never gotten it. And I've urged people over and over, go get it while you can, just in case. Well, the just in case just happened. Yes. So, um, But just in case it's happened, now we will try to continue to keep it alive. Um, as long as I'm around, uh, I've talked to the CEO and he doesn't see about letting me go anytime soon. And I know there's a community that loves the cash, even though it's in the middle of nowhere and it's not that exciting of a cash, but it's still the oldest active one there. Mm -hmm. And it really opens my eyes when I meet geocachers who are younger than that cash yeah so because think about it, that geocache can legally drink so That's true. and we did check all the bars the cash was not at a bar drinking but um but that cash is legal to drink crazy so what do you think will be different about mingo 2025 so as everybody knows um the second time you do something it you get a little more support from people and we did have a lot of things that we learned because uh, even the event that everybody attended was not the original plan. Um, the original plan was in their community building that they had. Well, they have a brand new community building, which is over double the size of the community building we were going to use. So still looking at doing events inside there. Looking at the fairgrounds, uh, have some communication with the individuals that run the carnival. There's a possibility we may try and get a carnival feel to it. Mm -hmm. We are looking at, for those are those campers, I know, whereas now I know you have now converted to the camper world. Right. Uh, and those who uh, came out and joined us for camping, I was really uh, saddened when we found out the the bathroom situations there for them. So we have already told ourselves we will have, if not updated bathrooms there, we will have portable bathrooms and shower stalls for people at 2025. Because camp camping is a big thing. And I love all the campers and tent uh, people who come out in their tents. 
but that's one of the big things we're looking at is making it a little bit better for them. Uh, the community is ready to have us back. Uh, we'll probably be archiving uh, the geo art that we had there and maybe coming up with something new in the same area okay. or possibly coming up with a new geo art area. Problem is out there is for those who are out there, uh, all the, and spoiler alert, if you go to do geo art, all of them are on telephone poles. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only so many telephone poles because it's all farmland out there. Right. You don't have fences. It's open farmlands. The uh, fields go right up to the road. So it's hard to put geocaches out that are able to be secured to a point. It was fun, though. It was fun getting them on those telephone poles. Yes. And with the holders that we made, and we're also looking at updating those holders, um, the holders that we use, it, I think, made it better. Because one of the things when you do a geoarch, I've done a few of them now, is you don't want people to just sit there looking for them over, for a long period of time. So, and one of the things we told the locals that were in the area was we're going to put them in those holders so people go, know what they're looking for, grab it, get it, sign it, and go. So they're not going to be looking and searching. That's one of the downfalls with geocaches. A lot of people sit there and they're searching forever, so people have a hard time with that. Yeah. I think the biggest, uh, oh, what am, I'm, the dust. It was so dusty that day. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to change that because uh, Mother Nature, um, God love the earth that we're on. Um, now, we will make sure we let people know about renting cars and stuff like that uh, because we did have some people paying really good cleaning fees. Right. Uh, I know Enterprise, you, usually when I turn a car in, they don't charge extra, but I guess when you have like a quarter inch of dust on the ground, they mm-hmm. they charge you for it or something. I had to get mine detailed twice. <laughs> and you probably still have dirt on it, Mike. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was thick. Yes. And that's, uh, Melissa Young was with me, and she was the one that was jumping out and grabbing them, and she was like a dusty mess. Yes. Well, our vehicle that we own um, still to this day, when you open up the passenger side door, it creaks because when we were placing it, the one, uh, the wind actually hit the door and flipped it towards the front. Mm. So it like popped it off the hinge. So every time you open it, it rubs. So that was, we were going to do a public service uh, commercial on that, but we, you know, we were planning a couple other things, <laughs> but um yeah, the wind is horrible out there most of the time. But it well, was, it was worth it. I mean, I had a good time. Dust, wind, it didn't matter. It was just a lot of fun. Yes. Um, how many people are on the committee? You're asking us trick questions and make me forget one or two of them. More um, than five? You don't have to name them. Just... Yeah, there's seven of us. Okay. So, All right. Yep, there's seven of us, which uh, work together pretty well. Some of us may switch around. Um, like during the last one, I actually wasn't originally the person that was going to be the the face of, but somebody decided that they had other things to do currently. So he may come back for 2025 and just switch a couple roles around. Uh, we, like I said, we learned we learn every time. So okay. every mega I'm involved in, I learn something new. 
uh, learn different different people, different people to talk to. So it's always a learning process and things change. Absolutely. So I, I'm hopeful, but not hopeful. If you're listening to the podcast and you know where Mingo is, you can, I'm trying to think how you can be anonymous and let us know. You can certainly, you can you turn it to a couple different places. Um, I will give you my home coordinates and you can drop it on my front porch. Or if you drop it by um, uh, the Chamber of Commerce there in Colby, Kansas, they won't ask any questions. So anywhere, just let us know where it is. You can drop it off anywhere and make it a geocache of its own. You give us the coordinates to come find it, and I'll go find hey, it. We'll do that one coordinate. more time. We actually, everything froze up there. So what's the idea if somebody knows? So if somebody knows uh, either one, just send me a message. And you can leave it somewhere, give me the coordinates, and we'll make it a geocache. I'll go out and find it, and we'll get it replaced. Or um, I know Colby, the Chamber of Commerce, would love to just open her door um, and leave it with them. One of the other places there in Colby is um, their Welcome Center right there off of I-70. You can drop it off the end of them. Most of them don't know even know who we are, but they will let their... Um, supervisors know and they'll get a hold of us so we can get it back in place uh if it's repairable we don't know what kind of condition it's in because it could have broke it could have cracked but yeah. i would love to have it i would love to have it back just for the historical purposes uh, because there are talks of where items will go i know the um, um, historical society out there the museum does have copy of all of our coins and everything uh they have a, one of the old log books from uh 2014 uh when uh denver had their woodstock there's over like four thousand names in a log book that we right. have where they said they could possibly do a temporary display sometime so even if we can't reuse it we can at least use it for the knowledge of others absolutely all right well, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on the podcast as Anytime. always. Have to have you back again, but let's hope and cross our fingers that we get Mingo back and we get the new Mingo up. So hit me up for that money. We'll get you fixed up, okay? All right. Thank you very much. And um, like I said, be on the lookout. It will be known all over social media when we launch that uh, crowdfunding. Absolutely. Let us know. We'll, uh, we'll pass the word along. Thanks again, Ryan. All right. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. All right, everybody. See you in two weeks. You've been listening to the Where Is It Now Geocaching podcast. Please subscribe, rate us five stars in your reviews and tell your friends about the podcast. Now, be good lads and lassies and go and find a geocache.